Hey there, this is Michael Burris. I'm the lead pastor of Summit View Church in Irving, Kentucky, and this is our podcast. I hope this podcast encourages you, I hope it inspires you, and I hope it helps you to start seeing your life from God's perspective. Thanks for joining us today. Now enjoy the message. We are kicking off a brand new series for the month of December titled God With Us. God With Us. And we're really just, um, the Bible, the, the verse that we're going to be digging into today, the Bible calls Jesus Emmanuel, which is kind of um, hard to understand why it would call Jesus another name. But what happens is Emmanuel literally means God is with us. And so we're looking this whole month about how in our tough times and our hard times, because holidays can be difficult for some people, right? Like they're not always like really awesome because maybe you've, you're without a loved one for the first time or um, maybe you're strapped for cash or whatever it might be. Holidays may be difficult, but, but we're looking into the fact that no matter where you are in life, that you can always count on the fact that God is with you. And there's this fancy term that the Bible or that, that theology will use the, the, the study of Christianity and it's called the carnation of Christ and it's not like the carnation that you buy at Save-A-Lot um, it's, it means that, that Jesus who is God came in the flesh and he was born on this earth and actually lived as a human that God became man and lived among us as God with uh, so Christmas is this time of year that, um, guys, even now, really, more than Easter, like Easter used to be the big hitter for people that would never go to, to uh, church on another day. Now Christmas is really starting to, uh, to take its rightful seat upon the throne as the holiday that most people are willing to, uh, to go to church. And if there's somebody that you've been, like, wanting to invite, but maybe they've been... Um, you haven't gotten the guts up, the courage to invite them, anything like that. Chris, on Christmas, you are exponentially more likely to get a yes from them to invite them to come to church because it's, it's Christmas. Nobody wants to miss church on Christmas. Even the people that don't like Christians don't like to miss church on Christmas. So this would be a great time to in, invite people. And this series really is going to speak to a lot of the hurt and the heartache that can come along with this time of the year. And um, there might be people in your life that you know that need to hear something like this. And so if they're not here today, share this podcast out this week and, uh, and share it with some of your friends that maybe you think need to hear this. But also invite people to come with you for the next couple of weeks and, uh, and we can dive in this together, okay? This series, God With Us, we're looking at there's this one uh, verse in Scripture that we're, um, we're theming this whole series around, and it start, it's in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, and it says this out of the New Living Translation. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. No matter where we're at in life, no matter what we're facing, we can always count on the fact that God is is with us. See, when you're on a when you're on the mountaintop of life, right? You guys ever been there before? Like nothing can go wrong. You're you're enjoying life. You're loving it, and everything's going right for you. And you're on the mountaintop. And when you're on the mountaintop, it's really easy to believe that God is with us. It's really easy to believe God is with us when you get really good news, when you get a raise, when your baby sleeps through the night for the first time, when you get that 
good parking spot at the mall right up front. God gave me this parking spot. It's really easy to believe that God is with us when things are going good. It's easy to sense the presence of God when you're on top of the mountain. But it's sometimes more difficult to sense His presence when you're in the valley. When you're in the times of life that aren't so good, they're not so pleasing and when things aren't going your way, the way you want, to, want them to, when you get bad news, when you're worried, when you're afraid, when you're battling depression. I want to talk about where God is today when we're in the valleys. Where is God in the valleys? What's interesting to me is that so often um, much of our lives can be going great. Like most of our lives can be going fantastic and, and things are happening and, and they're going really, really well. In other words, you've got all these different pockets of life where you're like, you're on the mountaintop, you're living it, you're enjoying it, you're loving it. And there's just this one area that really weighs everything down. So much is good and so much is going right, but there's this one area that really, really brings a serious weight on your life. And this is what happened to me one day out of the blue. It was a, it was a few years ago, and um, what we used to, when we first moved back here from Florida in, uh, in 2018, that Christmas was probably one of our uh, most memorable Christmas times of all year. And like every single, um, every single Saturday, we'd load up with one of our friends, Carabeth. She's, uh, she's taking care of your kids in the back, so y'all say thank you to her when she comes out. Um, but We'd load up in our, in our car, and we'd go on to Lexington, and we'd, we'd just love to spend time in Lexington. We'd stop by Starbucks every single Saturday. Listen, we had bought hundreds of dollars of Starbucks gift cards um, like prior to this because we were, we used to, we'd used to give them out to our team in Florida, and so we had like a whole lot of them left. And so when we moved back up here, just every, every Saturday, we were just blowing through those Starbucks gift cards, getting more drinks, because y'all know it's expensive. If y'all don't have a budget line item for some Starbucks, you're probably in the hole right now. Maybe it's just me. But we're, we, we love to go to Lexington. We'd stop, and we got some Starbucks, and then we headed on to the mall like usual. And, uh, and we're having this great time. I love Christmas time. Like, you get to go to the mall and have that one guy. It's always the same guy. They're playing the piano and uh, playing his Christmas tunes and everything like that. And so we're sitting in the mall. We're sitting in the food court. We're having a great time. I, I just spent way too much money at Bath and Body Works. And then I get this text that this teenager that we used to pastor at the church in Florida was in a car accident. And he had passed away. And he was 16 years old. I'd baptized, I had baptized him in the ocean not even a year before that. And all of a sudden, here we are on the mountaintop enjoying life with this great, we have great friends, we have warm drinks, we have the Christmas spirit. And then we hit this valley all at once. That tragedy that comes in and just steals everything that you've been hoping for and some of you guys are there right now in some seasons and pockets of your life, though. Maybe you're on the mountaintop, and um, some seasons and uh, uh, pockets of your life are just going really, really good, and your marriage is blessed, but you've got a kid making crazy decisions, and it hurts. Or maybe you're really, really close to God, and you sense God's presence, but at the same time, you're afraid you're going to lose your job. Or you're really, really excited about the holidays, you're ready to get together with your family, and yet you just got some really bad medical reports. 
about you or somebody else that's close to you. And things just kind of take you down into the valley. So I want to talk about that today. Where, where is God in those, in those valleys? When you look at Scripture, it's interesting because a valley represents several different things in Scripture. See, a valley is, is often somewhere that battles would take place, or um, it's a season of depression, or it's a season of loneliness. But it's, it's also interesting because valleys are also a time of growth in people's lives. You may enjoy God in some ways on top of the mountain, but you experience God in different ways when you're in the valley. And in fact, if you're taking notes this morning, I like to say it this way, that we may enjoy God on the mountaintops, but we get to know Him intimately in the valleys. We may enjoy Him on the mountaintops when things are going great and really, really good, but we get to know God in a different way. When we're in the valleys. So what I want to do today is I want to look through a text in the Old Testament. Psalm chapter 84. If you ever read through Psalm chapter 84, chances are you probably read right by this verse. Or um, if, you've, if you've read this portion of scripture, you probably read it and just had no idea what it was talking about today. And so I want to, uh, I want to take a look at this today and, and, and maybe bring some insight that will impact your spiritual life in a very real way. And we're going to see where God is in our valleys. And this is what the writer of this psalm said. He said, blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, bless me, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. The valley of Baca. What a weird name, right? What is the valley of Baca? The valley of Baca was most likely related to a tree. It, it had very similar spellings. In this tree, it would ooze out sap. And if you walked by this tree, people said that this tree was called a weeper. Uh, it looked like the tree was crying sap. And that's why the Valley of Baca is also translated in different ways in Scripture. It's called um, the Valley of Tears. It's called the Valley of Weeping. And it's called the Valley of Loss. And anytime you see a valley in the Bible, that's like a place that you don't want to hang out too long because it's real, real dangerous in the valley. Like there, there'd be thorns, there'd be thickets, there'd be wild animals, there'd be people just waiting to jump you and rob you. And in fact, it was, just, it, was a very, it was very difficult to get through the valley without something bad happening to you. Now, I know some of you in here to, this morning are probably not followers of Christ. Um, and I'm really glad that you're here this morning. And if you don't, but if you don't know God intimately, uh, there, the chances, chances are that um, there's times when you say, Hey, I've had enough. Like, I can't do it anymore. I'm overwhelmed, I'm exhausted, I just don't have enough. I don't have enough strength. And the truth is, if you don't know God intimately, then that's all you have. What you have is all you have. But those of us who are Christ followers, we believe that we have a strength that goes beyond what, just what we have. We have access to this heavenly strength. And that's why the psalm says, Blessed are those whose strength is found in you. We believe that when we get to the end of our strength, that there is a heavenly strength. There's a divine strength. There's a strength from our God that is available 
for those who know him. So I used to, um, I used to wrestle in school. And uh, because I used to wrestle, I used to work out, not lately, but I used to work out. And my dad had hired my brother and myself a personal trainer. And so every single um, weekday, my brother and I, we would, we would drive this personal trainer. We'd go and we'd, start, we'd work out in the gym for about an hour and a half with him, Monday through Friday. We'd go lift with him. His name was uh, Coach Marcy. And he was a big dude. He was just, he was jacked. Like, if you want anybody training you on how to get jacked, Coach Marcy's the dude. And, uh, and so we'd go see Coach Marcy five days a week. And he was an awesome guy. He was a great guy. He was a great mentor for me in my life. He knew what he was doing. And he, he could motivate and push my brother and I in ways that we just didn't even know that we could be pushed. Um, in fact, Coach Marcy was such a great guy that when my dad passed away, he offered to continue to train my brother and I for free just because he said he wanted to see a t uh, that state ring come on our finger. Um, and he offered to, to do that, but we just weren't in the frame of mind after he passed away to be able to continue that. But um, we would go work out on Mondays through Fridays, and, but there's, there's these, these days that we would do what's called burnout sets. And burnout, burnout sets was where you would lift and lift until you just couldn't lift anymore. Like, you had no more to give. So we'd get down there, we would live. Coach Marcy, he's behind us, and he would, he would spot us. So he's, over, he's behind us, or he's over top of us, and we're lifting, and he's kind of assisting with the weight, you know. And there's so many days that I can remember just being so burnt out. My muscles were so, my boobies were on fire, you know what I mean? Like, we're just so burnt out that you just can't lift anything else. And the, I mean, even the bar would be heavy. Like, you'd be trying to lift the bar, and people would probably come into the gym and be like, what's wrong, what's wrong with this guy? He's like, it's just a little bar, and we're trying to lift it, and it would be really heavy, and we'd be straining with this light weight, and then Coach Marcy would have to start assisting me with the bar. He'd start lifting it up, kind of adding his strength to mine. And before I knew it, I was just so burnt out that literally my arms were just going through the motions. And what was happening was Coach Marcy was the one that was lifting the bar. And I was just going through the motions here. He's like, come on, Burris, push it. You can do it. You can do it. You got this. And I'm thinking, no, you got this. I'm just going through the motions. It's your strength that's lifting this bar. At the end of my strength, Coach Marcy took over. And the good news of you, for, for those of you that are Christ followers that there's a power bigger than Coach Marcy. Believe it or not, there's a power that's bigger than Coach Marcy. And it's our God who when you hit the end of your strength, His strength is made perfect in your weakness. When you hit all that you can do and you're so exhausted, God's strength is made perfect in your weakness. That's why the scripture said, Blessed are those whose strength is found in God. So if you're in the middle of a valley right now, you have access to a very real, very present power of a good God who's available and ready to come and assist you with what you need. Blessed are those whose strength is found in God. You know what it doesn't say? You know what that doesn't say? Blessed are those who, uh, who make it on their own. Blessed are those who pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Blessed are those who are really determined no. One of the problems in our world today is that we idolize this spirit of independence. I don't, I don't want to need anybody. I need financial independence. I want to be good on my own. I don't want to trust people. I don't, want to, I don't want people to be there for me. I don't need God. I don't need anybody. I'm an independent white woman. I don't need no man. You know what I mean? 
We're not created to be independent. We were created to be dependent on God and dependent on others. These holidays can be tough for so, so many people. And maybe tragedy has happened and maybe this is you and maybe you loved one recently and this is your first Christmas without them. Maybe you're stressed because you're strapped. And all you want to do is be able to give gifts to the people that, that you care about to show them how valuable that they are to you. Maybe this Christmas you have so much going on in your heart that you haven't even put up decorations yet. Well, there's good news for you this morning. That the same God that is with you on the mountaintops of life is with you in the valleys. So how do we make it through these valleys? Because a valley is not somewhere that, that you want to stay. Like, if, if you're in a valley of life and you're in a season of pain and grief and hurt, it's, that's not somewhere that you want to hang out for too long. In fact, the, this, this scripture in Psalm 84 verse 6 says, when, when they pass through the valley of Baca, they will be refreshed. Like, they don't hang out there. People are refreshed when they pass through the valley, but not when they hang out there. We don't want to hang out in seasons of hurt and grief and pain and tragedy. The valley of tears, of pain, of misery, of loss. We're refreshed when we walk through it. But while we're in the valley, there are some things that we have to remember in order to make it through. Number one, strength comes when I lift my eyes. Strength comes when I lift my eyes. Psalm chapter 121 Verses 1 and 2 says this, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. See, when I, when I lift my eyes, when I'm in the valley and I lift my eyes, I recognize that God is still there. I recognize that God is still watching over me. God is still protecting me. God is still guiding me through the pain and guiding me through the grief and the hurt. Because when you go through pain, when you go through grief, you can't keep your eyes fixed on the things that are happening in the valley. When you go through these painful places, you can't keep your eyes fixed on the situations that caused them. Because that's the quickest way to stay stuck. That's the quickest way to stay stuck in this, in this cycle of hurt and pain and tragedy. You replay these moments over and over and over in your head. Whether it's just because maybe you just want to feel something again. Or maybe it's because you replay those moments because you wish you could go back and do something different. The way that you guarantee that you're going to stay stuck in your pain... It's to keep your eyes focused on the valley around you. To keep your eyes focused on the things that caused it in the first place. That's the way to assure that you're going to stay stuck. But the Bible says that my help comes when I lift my eyes. When I begin to change my perspective. When I begin to look at all the things around me that are good, that are wholesome, that are uplifting. That's when I see the heaviness begin to lift off of my life. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2 says this, Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Set your mind on things above, 
Not on the, not on the problems, not on the, the issues, not on the pain or the tragedy or the grief. Set your mind on things above. And then Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Don't let your mind stay stuck on the problems and all the negatives and all of the, the potential issues that you can see. Let your mind start thinking on the things that are excellent, the things that are, are, are praiseworthy, the things that are above. Lift your eyes. When I'm weary, when I've lost heart, I have to lift my eyes and receive my help and receive my strength. I have to change my perspective and I've got to stop looking up, start looking above my pain and I've got to start looking above my grief. Because strength comes when I lift my eyes. Number two, you've got to remember, my pain won't be wasted. My pain won't be wasted. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 says this, Praise be to the, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. What is this passage, what is this passage saying? It's saying that God gives us comfort when we go through grief, when we go through trouble, when we go through pain, when we go through hardship. So that, in turn, you can help other people down the road that are going through something similar. God comforts us so that we can, in turn, comfort other people with that same comfort that we received. Guys, I want you to hear this. God did not cause your pain. We live in a broken world that is ravaged by sin it's, it's, it's imperfect. Now, it's going to be perfect one day when Jesus comes back. But for now, we have to live with death. We have to live with sickness. We have to live with pain. But we don't have to be ruled by it. God didn't cause your pain. But he won't waste it either. Maybe you lost your job. And it happened, this happened at the worst possible time. All of the bills were due. You have no idea how you're going to make it. Maybe your spouse cheated on you, and you felt betrayed, and you felt rejected, and you felt worthless. Maybe you've lost a loved one out of nowhere. No warning, no preparation. They were just here one day, and they were gone the next. Maybe you went through these terribly painful things, and they're terrible. And you've got to go through this grieving process in order to get, to, to get out. But listen, you, you may have gone through these painful things, but guess what? Guys, you made it. You're standing here today. You are still here. You made it. And there's going to be someone in your life that crosses your path. And they're going through something that you can identify with. And you can tell them, hey, I know it hurts. I know it feels like the end of the world. But you're not going to be here forever. Because I was in your shoes. I know that because I was in your shoes one time. And you can actually love these people and you can help these people and you can support these people 
Because when you were going through something similar, God gave you the love and the help and the support that you needed. And He was there for you when, in your most painful moments of life so that you can be there for someone else in the most painful moments of theirs. Because God can change your pain into purpose. God can change your life pain into a life's purpose. See, your ultimate purpose in this life is to make a difference in the lives of the people around you. To make an impact in someone else's life. And each one of us does this in a different way. We all have different personalities. We've all gone through different things. Our lives are all filtered through different lenses in the way that we are raised and the people that we are around. But each one of us has something that we can do. You have purpose. Guys, look at me. You have purpose in your life. Maybe you have a hard time believing that. Maybe, there's no, maybe you feel like there's no way that you could have meaning or purpose. You don't know my life. There's no way. Maybe you don't believe it, but guess what? I believe it enough for the both of us. I believe that you have purpose. And today, I want to help you discover that purpose. I want to talk to you, and I want to help you discover that reason that you were created. So today at 1230, after this experience, we're having our Pathway event. And what we do is we do this on the first Sunday of every single month. We don't miss a Sunday. We do it on the first Sunday of every single month with the only intention of helping you discover what you were created and designed to do. Because your design reveals your destiny. Maybe you feel like you have no purpose. Maybe you, maybe you have no idea what it is. Come spend a little time with me today. Just an hour and a half. Let me show you that God has put something special inside of you. And we can talk about how you can use those special things that God's put in you to make a difference in the lives of the people around you. Guys, a lot of times your pain is going to dictate your destiny. The things that you've gone through a lot of times will point the way to the things that you're supposed to do. The places that you hurt, the, the life that you've lived is going to tell you what you have in the next years coming up. Because God will never waste your pain. Then finally, number three, you've got to remember this, if nothing else. God is close. God is close. When you're hurting, when you're in pain, when you're grieving, it is so easy to feel like God is so far away. It's so easy to feel like he doesn't care. It's easy to feel like he has bigger fish to fry. He's got better things to worry about than, than little old me. But let me, let me encourage you just with this one scripture that has carried me through so many painful times. Psalm chapter 34 and verse 18, it says this. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those who are crushed in spirit. You may feel like he's far away, but guys, he is so very close when you're hurting. He is so very close when you're grieving. He's so very close when you're in pain. But in order to know that God is near to you, 
Sometimes you just have to be still. You just have to be quiet. Because God rarely reveals himself to people who are rushed. Could you guys imagine this? You guys know the story of Moses, right? You guys seen like the Prince of Egypt, that cool cartoon with the, with the awesome. <laughs> it's got a be- the best soundtrack. But imagine Moses, like the burning bush guy, right? Driving by 75 miles an hour. He's like, oh, look, burning bush, Instagram. And just keeps on driving. He would never have met with God. But that's not what God says to do. God says to Moses, hey, why don't you stay a while? Why don't you take off your sandals? Because this is holy ground. Why don't you just for a moment be still? Be still and know that I'm God. Why don't you for a moment be still and know that I am so very close right now? This is what happened to me when I got that text. We were sitting in the mall. Going into the afternoon, I was, I was on the mountaintop. Like it was a great day. I had in that day everything that a basic white pastor could want. I had the great friends. I had my beautiful wife with me. I had a venti white mocha. It was awesome. And then there's the valley. And I get this text. And I look across the table at Carabath and I look over at Cassie and I said, I got to step away for a few minutes. And I stepped away and I went into the restroom where I could somewhat be alone. And I cried and I cried. But then I encountered God and I told God, I just, I really, really need you right now. And here's what didn't happen. I didn't hear some audible audible voice. There was no earthquake. There was no double rainbow in the sky. Well, maybe there was. I don't know. I was inside. But there was no earthquake. There was no double rainbow in the sky. There was no big thing that happened. But I just sensed the comforting presence of God. And in that moment, a moment of pain turned into a moment of intimacy with God I've never experienced God's presence more closely than when I was at my lowest when I was hurting when I was aching when I was crying out I've never experienced God's presence more powerful in my life than when I was at the lowest point that I could get and in those moments I discover In those moments, you can discover we don't have a God that runs when times are tough. We have a Father that is present in our pain. And I was able to go back out. I was able to get back on the mountaintop because God met me there in the valley. We may enjoy God on the mountaintop, but we get to know Him intimately in the the valley. Here's what I hope you'll understand. God never promised that we wouldn't go through valleys. But he did promise that we would never go through valleys alone. He promised you would never have to go through it alone. And that's why we can have so much hope in this scripture 
It says, and the virgin will be with child. And her, his name will be Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God, where is God in the valley? Same place he's always been. God is with you. Well, thanks for joining us today. I pray that this message had an incredible impact on your life. If you want more information about our church, you can check us out online at summitview.online. We hope we get to see you on a Sunday very, very soon. But until then, have a great week.